Welcome to One on One With, a podcast where we sit down with key influencers, preachers, and leaders and ask those questions you can really only ask one on one. We're so happy you're joining us and we would actually love to hear from you. So why don't you leave a comment, a review, let us know how we can best support you. We know that you are absolutely going to love this episode's guest. So let's jump into it now. Pastor Tim. Hello, Alex. So, so good to have you So good to us. be with you. It's awesome. I'm thank you really very much. I'm really excited and thank you for allowing time for us to sit down and, and talk about oh, life. It's and, my pleasure. Yeah. We, we'll have some fun. It'll be good. As long as the questions aren't too hard. <laughs> Nothing you haven't been faced with before. No, I think we'll be right. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe just to start off, could you maybe talk to, um, you know, you've, you've been in ministry for, for many years and, and your role yeah. and what that's looked like, I'm sure would have changed throughout the time, but how have you known where God has wanted you to be and what that role has looked like for you? Well, I've been, been ministering for 43 years. Wow. So before you were born. Yeah, well before. You were born in 94. 94. Yeah, I think I started ministry about 19, I think I was saved in 74 and I was pastoring a year later. So wow. I've been 20 years in ministry when you came into the world. <laughs> no, yes, whatever. But um, I was hungry from the time I was saved Um, I came out of a crazy scene. I just wanted to serve God. Mm. And I think the biggest advantage that I had was that I was passionate Mm. and prayerful. And uh, there's no shortcuts. I just gave myself to prayer and fasting right from the beginning. And I think people have a wrong idea of of ministry. I think we seek God and get hungry for God. And uh, rather than look for... I never looked for ministry. Mm. Never looked for it. I looked for God and ministry chased me down. Wow. And uh, I just would have a go at anything and, and it opened up and we had a church start, I had a vision and, mm. um, and then opportunities came and I've just followed, stayed hungry and followed things as they've come and, and started to get God's mind. And um, So it's been progressive, but I think it's all grown out of really the first couple of years where I absolutely pressed into God, fasted, mm. prayed, and wow. then, then it all started happening. and. God seemed to move despite me, I think. Yeah, mm. that's a long, awesome. A long it's, time I, now. I really love that it was early on in your faith that you actually jumped straight into that sort of that sort of scene where I think it's a different story for a lot of other people. I was a school teacher, and so I had a pretty good grip of how to deal with people. I was a senior master of an art department. Mm. I'd worked hard, and then when the call of God came, it was like, let's go for this thing. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, grit the teeth and... Um, let it go. And I think God doesn't waste your skills. I had skills running a department, running an art department. I was senior in a, in a large school after a few years. And, and I think God took all those things and put it together. And mm. there wasn't a lot different to actually starting to build a church. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that was sort of um, how things rolled. That's awesome. What would you say early on in, in your first sort of years of, of becoming a Christian were some, some core either lessons you learned or revelations you had about God that sort of set you up for where you are now? I, I met a guy, he was, he was from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. He was a Dutch Indonesian guy called Camel. And he gave me books on prayer and fasting by a guy called Franklin Hall in America. And it was all about breaking through atomic power through prayer and fasting and he talked to me and sort of really laid out to me that if you want something in God, you've got to go after it. That's good. If you, 
passionate in prayer, yeah. things happen. Mm. And right from the beginning, he, he really was coaching me. And uh, I, we'd go out and pick up hitchhikers on a Saturday yeah, well. and get words of knowledge that were usually hopeless. But we'd have a, have a crack at everything to try yeah. and... And um, I guess um, right in those early, early stages, it was um, desiring God. I've said that in the last couple of questions, but it was really that base and having a couple of guys and then I was in a good church and they took me under the wing and, and uh, gave me every opportunity and, mm. and we got a church going. And that happened supernaturally. I had a, a vision um, and of a house and within a very short time I was living in that house wow. and it started to fill with people coming in, getting baptised in the Holy Spirit and I was witnessing to everybody. I was just passionate and it kept gathering people. The next thing we had enough for church. Mm. And then we had a property across the road given to us for 10 cents a year. Wow. And, um, and we set up a, a little church in the backyard with a guy who'd come from Bible college and learnt so much there, probably learnt more there than I have since. That's just, incredible. Uh, mm. Just watching God supply when you had nothing and he was mm. supplying everything. Yeah. It was amazing. I love that. I, I find it interesting you're, you're talking about in those early days, you, you're just full of passion and drive to go after this thing. Over your 40 plus years in yeah. ministry, yeah. has there been times where maybe that passion hasn't been at a, at a level that it was before or a level that you'd like it to be? And if so, what have, what have you sort of found yourself doing to change that situation? Oh, I've had times of discouragement. I've had times of disappointment. Mm. I've been through some bad years where, you know, things went wrong family-wise. Um, it hasn't all been easy, mm. but it's the determination that uh, the call of God drives you. The, yeah. The, 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 the touch of God on your life drives you forward and just keeps, you just, there's, no, there's nowhere else to go. Um, you, there's, you know, people talk to me now about, are you going to retire? I say, what for? <laughs> Why? Yeah. And do what? Mm. You, you, there's, a, there's a driving force within you of the Holy Spirit that says, you're just entering your best years. That's awesome. I'm thinking I've turned 70. Well, man, now's the time to, yeah. to really smack it home. I that. Take the experience you've got now. Let's let's drive it hard. So there've been times where I've been frustrated. There's times of disappointment, deep disappointment. Um, times when you felt on the drying rack. Times when you felt like I'm too tired to go on. Times when you've just had to pull aside. And when I get to those, I usually go into fasting and prayer, yeah. or set myself four hours a day just seeking God. Wow. And I always go back to the same thing: that it's out of the prayer closet. It's out of your passion. And that's, that's, awesome. that's sort of how it rolls. That's yeah. awesome. I think um, there's, there's such attribute and, and you see the, the character in, in people like yourself and, and heroes and generals of the faith that Be very kind. It, it comes from the bedroom. It, it comes from that intimacy with the father. Yeah. Um, how would you maybe speak to maybe some younger generation people like myself and other people possibly watching this that um, are early on in ministry and maybe their concept around um, ministry being the platform and more about that than the intimacy. How, how would you speak to that sort of culture maybe? Well, you've only got on the platform what you get in secret. Mm. I mean, ministry is giving what you've got from him. Wow. And, and people have that idea that you can develop the skills on the platform. That's not ministry. Mm. Ministry is what comes out of here. Yeah. And that's time alone with him. It's, uh, I find the, the greatest things that I've seen in ministry don't come out of just being able to handle the platform or 
I mean, you get some people that are quite confident in the platform and they can stir people up and get things going. Yeah. But ministry comes from a much deeper place. I think to really serve God, um, it comes out of the time you spend in his word um, and the experience. Um, you know, there's people can get a sermon. We can, get, we can all get a sermon getting on Google or get on YouTube or something and listen to the latest preacher that's preaching well and get some of their revelation and preach it. Uh, it's another thing when the revelation we've had, we've learnt to live in it, mm. we've made it our own, it's part of our experience. Yeah. I think that's when the word becomes strength, when it's living. Mm. And, um, and that's what's good about being an older fella. You've got tonnes of experience you and you've yeah. learnt just about everything the hard way. Mm. And so uh, from where I'm at, um, the best stuff I preach now is usually stuff that I've learnt through being beaten around the side of the head a bit and going through some valleys and... Mm a lot of tears, and, but you start to get truths, you start to grow, and, um, and I think ministry comes out of that. And that doesn't mean that young people can't be powerful in ministry mm. if, they're, if they're prepared to get with God and get the word and, yeah. and uh, seek him, mm. um, then what that person gets from God in their own time is going to come out when they're on that platform. That's awesome. And I think God opens the doors. Mm. You can see it on someone. And promotion doesn't come from the east to the west, it comes from the Lord. And Amen, that's good. So I, I challenge young people and say, don't seek ministry, seek God, yeah. and then ministry will seek you. Yeah, that's good. Going through tough seasons, going through the yeah. valleys, and, and that's what you find yourself referring to in your life lessons. If, if you could pick, I don't, know, I don't think people usually have a favourite failure, but if you could mm. pick um, you know, a, a tough time in life or, or, or we call it a, a favourite failure that you've learnt from or something that you've learnt from, what would that be? I remember I was going through a broken family back in 30 years ago. Yeah. I was up in the mountains, I was up in New Guinea preaching and my marriage was under great pressure and I actually flew home, not because I knew anything in the natural but because the Holy Spirit said there's your family's under siege. Mm. And um, to be very honest, you know, I, I didn't know how to, how to keep things and I did go through a broken family. Mm. And I recall being at my lowest point in my life. Um, and I was invited to do my first really major crusade. Wow. It was like heaven and hell all at once. Mm. Um, I had a chance to preach this major crusade in the Solomon Islands. And I tried to get out of it. I felt devastated, broken, um, I had three little kids with me um, and uh, eventually I couldn't get out of it so I thought I'll go and do it but I was depressed, I was down, mm. low as you could be and I got over there and I was in Honiara, the Solomons yeah. and I remember during the day just feeling so low and I'd listen to a piece of music called Adagio in G minor and it would sort of give me some comfort. I'd just talk to the Lord and then listen to this thing and sit back and I thought, I'm not even up to preaching. It's not even in me. I, I have no desire to go into that stadium tonight. And about half past four in the afternoon, I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I, I cannot do this. I can't do it. And about half past four in the afternoon, it was like my head was unscrewed. Wow. And it seemed like a oil was poured from heaven and flowed right through me. Mm. And, uh, and I felt this strength and I, and I stood up and began to pray in the Holy Ghost and I thought, what is happening? It was his strength. Wow. 
exchanging. Mm. And I went out that night, we had about a thousand people, I guess. And uh, I preached, and it was just a little crowd in the middle of a big rugby ground. Small, maybe 1,500 people. Power of God hit. We had a couple of really major miracles. Wow. I got all excited. I said, tomorrow night, the glory of God, God's going to move. Next night, we had maybe 4,000. Wow. And I got up in that meeting, and it was the same all day till half past four in the afternoon, and it was like God invaded me. Wow. And I just walked into that stadium, and I could feel the glory of God all over me like a fire. Mm. And uh, that night, I said, tomorrow night, the glory's going to come in a way that we haven't seen. And I preached like an ark. It was pouring out of me. It's like, this is not my natural. This is, the natural man is as weak and broken. Yeah. And yet there was a fire of God. Mm. And th that night, miracles started to break out. A young man lying on a bed, paralyzed from the neck down. And they were fanning him to try and keep the air moving. He stood up. Wow. Stood Praise up. Praise God. And came onto the platform with his bed and wow. threw his bed on the platform and started shouting. People started to shout. And then crutches and sticks are being thrown on the platform. Oh, my gosh. The crowd the next night must have been out to, we went for five or six nights. The next crowd must have been 10, and the next night must have been 15,000. There was no room. The grandstands were full. There was no room for an altar call. Wow. Um, at least four or 5,000 saved on the last night. I'd never seen numbers like that. Praise I walked God. amongst them. Nice dark skinned pe people in the Solomons, and it was tears were coming down like mercury down their face. Wow. And God said, You graft into Abraham, his vision is your vision. Mm. And I got an addiction for souls at the darkest time of my life. Wow. And I came home and I took a year out of ministry. Mm. I drew, looked after my kids, I made money out of art. I remember uh, for nearly a year, not, not preaching, not even a home fellowship, nothing. Share with some people, maybe. Broken, fasting, praying, seeking God. Um, and then one day at church, Pastor Andrew Evans came up to me. God spoke to me and said, you're going to preach again. Because I thought it was pretty much gone. I just had this biggest thing of my life. And now it's like it's over. And uh, so, but I, I thought, no, that's going to be, it's going to work. And um, God spoke to me and said, you're preaching again. Pastor Andrew Evans said, Tim, go back, on, go back preaching time. You've had a year out. And um, my first sermon back was underground up in Cooper Pedy with the opal miners. Yeah, wow. With Greek guys underground. I think they paid me with a handful Hand of opals. torches? Or <laughs> no, they didn't have that, but, but they, they paid me with uh, opals. Wow. And uh, yeah, we had some good things happen up there. And then little by little, it started to grow again. And, uh, and I just felt like Jesus was so faithful Amen. in brokenness. Yeah. And there's a sweetness in brokenness. There's a... Um, and there's stuff you go through that you never want to go through again. You'd never want to go through it again. But when you come out the other side, there's a feeling that of strength and something from God and a confidence and a trust that just takes you to the next level. Yeah. So it, that was a terrible failure, really. It was, um, and it never got restored. I, but today, my son's in Adelaide. He's got a church of... 1,400 people, 1,500 people now. David Praise Hall, God. who's touching the nation now, one of the best young preachers in the country. In fact, he's not so young now. He's 30, 38 years of age. I still see him like a young bloke, but <laughs> he's middle-aged now. But he's, he's touching the world, really. It's awesome. And so through it all, 
Um, and uh, I married Jacqueline, mm. whose daughter is Sam Evans over yeah. at Shakers. That's and so yeah. Shakers are touching the world. So we're based over there. David's doing great in Adelaide. And my other kids, they're all, at, we've got another three that are, yeah, they're sneaking up again. Things, awesome. things are happening there with all of them. So, you know, out of pain, mm. if you hang on, comes victory. That's awesome. Out of seeming defeat, um, you break into places of success. So. That's great. So with, yeah. with all that, mm. you're speaking in almost every continent in the world, if not besides Antarctica. Well, I haven't been to the Antarctica. Um, what, what would you say would have been some of the most incredible miracles or moves of God that you've seen in your experience? Every place is different, and you see every place is wonderful. Mm. Like, I've seen the dead raised to probably three times. I can't wow. confirm. Yeah. A lady in a car accident flew up in the air, nearly as high as the ceiling here, hit at about 80 k's, flew and landed on a skull, and all this venous blood was just running out of her skull, and she's out, and I, I remember running out of the car, and just live, put my hands on live, and she just sat up. Oh. And that was in Perth. Whoa. And she just sat up talking coherently. She'd been up, flew up in the air, came on her head. Whoa. And I, th I thought she was dead. She just sat up and started to talk, and I thought, Fair enough. I had two little kids raised from the dead. One was in New Guinea. Praise God. Um, but that's one of our team. Mm. They'd carried this little fellow from the hospital. So he'd been dead, for, confirmed dead, at least an hour and a half. Wow. Shoved him straight into one of our team's arms. And he didn't know what to do. He'd never had a miracle. He'd never been on a mission trip. And everybody gathered around and prayed. And a couple of the guys on the team, next thing that little child started crying, handed back to mum. Praise we were in a God. flood. It was, with the, there was a foot of water going across the ground when we did that. Wow. And a little child in curry curry in my arms, they, they ran and put this little boy in my arms and got everybody to shout. And I don't know if it was my faith or whose faith it was, but mm. I'll never forget a child coming alive while I'm holding it. Wow. That's pretty exciting. That's incredible. Let's, let's say if, if you could have all, all the young people of the world in front of you, yeah, yeah. what would you say would be a piece of advice or encouragement that you would give to them? I'd probably take them into Ephesians and I'd say, you need to have your spiritual eyes open. My favourite scripture, I preach it, I pray it. Paul prayed, he said, I pray the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you might know the hope of your calling, the riches of your inheritance in glory mm. and the unlimited magnitude of power that's towards you who believe. Mm. And I think my challenge is to say to people, dare to understand who you are, who's in you, mm. where you're seated, your place of authority, and start to live from that place. That's great. Start to move from that place. Recognise that it's God who trains your hands for war, that, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead has actually come to indwell you. Yeah, great. And if the same spirit that, that raised Jesus from the dead has come to indwell, then he's going to flow through us, out of us, mm. over us. We're going to carry it. We're going to move in it. All the fullness of the Godhead has come to indwell us. That's so good. And I'd say, use what you've got. Let Jesus be manifest through you and out of you. And that is actually what I teach mm. these training schools we're doing. Yeah. And we're doing a whole heap of them now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How's, how's that? That's not a bad answer. That's, that was incredible. That, that's inspiring for me, and I'm sure for many others. Well, well, our aim is to get as many young people in front of us that we yeah. can teach into. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Can't we, won't, I won't hold you up any longer. It's been great. Thank you so Alex, much, Pastor Tim. Thank you, my friend. It's been a joy. You've How's inspired it? me. And Have I? Sure Have I inspired you? Absolutely. I, who's so, it for? Who's, who's seeing this? Whoever is going to watch it. Serious. That makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed our time together and uh, we'll maybe see each other in person sometime. Come and say hi. Thanks so much for joining us for One on One With. We appreciate your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, why don't you hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, leave a review, or even share the link to a friend that you think would enjoy it as well. Thanks again for joining it, and we'll see you on the next episode.